This is Eric DeRue, and you're listening to the Coaching Live Podcast Show. I started the show for multiple reasons. The first is to use as a platform for coaches in college basketball to share their stories. This could be a head coach telling us about how they went from a GA all the way to a head coach at the Division I level, or simply Adobo sharing how they networked to get the position they are in now. The second reason is for coaches to share special situations that they've gone through, uh, such as taking over a new program as a head coach for the first time, or a recently hired assistant explaining their responsibilities and how they took ownership of their new role. My goal for this show is to bring coaches of any level in the college basketball world to help us young coaches grow in this profession. I will start episode one with my story so far on college coaching. To get right into it, I'm originally from Tyler, Texas. I played two years of Division three basketball at the University of Texas at Tyler before I transferred to McPherson College, an NAIA school in Kansas. After that, I pursued my master's degree at Fresno State University, where I worked as a GA for the women's basketball program. And from there, I was able to get a Division I assistant coaching position here at Abilene Christian University. So that's just a quick summary of my career so far. But to go back and hit some keynotes, at an early age, I always knew I wanted to be a college basketball coach. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a Division I basketball coach. And I did everything that I knew possible to make that dream a reality. I actually played college basketball knowing that it would help me get a foot in the door become a coach. I was never a great player and I loved playing, but it was always thinking ahead to how will this help me become a college coach or a better coach. So the end of my senior year was coming to a close at McPherson College and I knew I needed to separate myself just a little bit from everyone else that was going to be applying for GA jobs across the country. Fortunate for me, I was only living 15 minutes away from Salina, Kansas, which at the time was hosting the Women's Basketball Junior College National Championships. Even more fortunate for me, it was during my spring break. So from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., I was sitting in that gym watching basketball games. As you might know, there, there were hundreds of Division I basketball coaches in Salina, Kansas that week. And I took this opportunity to introduce myself to as many as possible. Uh, between games, during half times, uh, I would find a coach that was sitting by themselves and I would go sit next to him and introduce myself. I would tell them I'm looking to become a college basketball coach, and I would simply ask their story. How did you become a college basketball coach? What did you do? Um, and I, I just tried to listen to see if I could get some type of knowledge to help me in my journey. After they would share their story, I would follow up with, if they were to give any advice to me, what would you say? A lot of them said, go to the Final Four network, Others told me to email or cold call head coaches to see if they had any GA jobs available. I learned a lot during this time in Salina about how to become a coach, what to do once you become a coach, etc. On the first day of the tournament, I met head coach Jamie White, who at the time was the head coach at the University of Northern Colorado, and we talked for quite some time. At the end of our conversation, she told me that her administration was giving her a GA for the first time, and she was looking for candidates for that position. She told me to send my resume over that evening, and then we would talk the next day. The next day came, and we sat during one of the games and talked a little bit more, and she asked me to meet her at Chili's for lunch the following day. The next day, we, I showed up to Chili's, and we had a great lunch, and it, it felt like I was talking to a friend that I just hadn't seen in a long time. It never once felt like an interview. About a month later, I go to campus at the University of Northern Colorado, met the coaching staff, took a tour. And as I was leaving, she suggested to me that I should start looking for housing on campus. Um, we, we were just waiting 
for me to get the final approval and um, admitted to the graduate program there at UNC. Well, the next day, I, I had traveled back home and was, was online looking for housing. And as I searched the University of Northern Colorado, an article came up that said head coach of the women's basketball team resigns. So the position that I had in hand was no longer there a day later. I had just been on campus less than 24 hours prior, and she had taken the head coaching job at Fresno State. I shot her a text and said, hey, coach, congratulations on the new job. Best of luck. I know it's a great program. You'll do great there. If you ever need anything, feel free to, uh, to give me a shout. A few hours go by, and she texts me back and, and offered up her assistant's number and said that there's a potential that he could get that head coaching position in the Colorado and that he would for sure take me if he got it. I gave him a call. We had a great conversation, and he was just waiting to get the thumbs up or thumbs down if he was going to be the new head coach. A few weeks went by, and, and I received a phone call from a California number that I didn't know. It was Coach White, and she asked if I wanted to move out to California and be her GA. It was a no-brainer for me. Um, it, she was the person I wanted to work for from the beginning. Um, I had a few other opportunities um, that had arisen over the few weeks, um, but it, nothing was as good uh, as wanting to work for Coach White, and it made sense. It was funny. During the conversation, she told me, she told me not to hang up the phone. Uh, as she told me how much I was going to make, it, it was significantly less than what she was going to pay me in Northern Colorado. But to me, it really didn't matter. I, I have very supportive parents, and they were going to make sure my, my dream became a reality. Um, but I, I would have worked for nothing just to get my foot in the door at, at a good Division One university. So a couple months go by, and I move out to Fresno after getting accepted into the sports psychology program there at Fresno State. I started July 1, which many of you know, uh, assistant coaches, head coaches are all gone pretty much the entire month of July uh, off recruiting. I was handed a binder that said Australia and was told that all of our flights had already been purchased. I just needed to set an itinerary and build a budget plan for this trip. So I had six weeks, um, primarily on my own, to figure out how to travel an entire team plus 25 other people. So we had a group of about 50 people traveling to Australia, and I was solely in control of this trip. After our trip to Australia, it went rather smooth for me. Um, doing it our first time. I, I was high stress, but it went pretty well. I finally felt like I was in the right position for, for me at the time. Over the next two years, I did all of our team travel there at Fresno State. Um, it was a great opportunity for a GA at that level to take that responsibility. Um, I was not perfect. I, I made quite a few mistakes, especially like my first couple trips. Um, there, were, there were some mistakes made, um, but my coaching staff let me work through them and learn through them and never took it away from me. And trips after that got better. In my second year, I wouldn't say it was flawless, but um, there were not many issues. I, I knew what to expect. I knew to have Diet Cokes on the bus for Coach White. Uh, I knew not to mess up Coach Carver's order, things like that. Some other responsibilities that I held at Fresno State were to oversee the male scout team, whether it was recruiting guys or making sure we had guys at every practice, I had to oversee that. Um, the next would be video coordinating, whether it was uploading games to Synergy, downloading games and bringing them onto the DVDs for uh, future scouts to get our head coach. Um, anything for video that, that we needed, I was taken care of. Um, I helped with recruiting mail outs, whether it was um, writing addresses or actually making the, the mail out, I would help with that. And, and the last thing that I oversaw um, was mainly our team camp. I helped with our camps in general, but I, I oversaw the recruitment of getting teams to our team camp uh, as it was somewhat of a moneymaker for us, um, as many of you may know. The summer before my second year as a GA, 
I, I knew at the end of the year I was going to have to get a new job somewhere else or even state, Fresno State. But I was going to have to network. And I was trying to decide what the best way I could do that from sitting in an office. I, I couldn't go out and meet coaches. I couldn't go sit at the JUCO National Tournament like I did two years previous um, to get a job. So how could I do it from my office? I started to write letters. Not just to everybody. I, I wanted them to be within a certain region where I could see myself working and being successful. But I also used stats and analytics to find coaches that normally I wouldn't call or write letters to. So I found statistics from the NCAA website on three-point percentage, free-throw percentage, assist-to-turnover ratio, and any oddball statistic in between that I really liked or, or intrigued me. And I wrote letters based on that. So I would start my letter with, you know, Coach, this is who I am. I saw that your team was this statistic last year, top 10 in the country. Um, I would love to hear about that. And I would finish with, I would also love to hear about your coaching journey and how you were able to obtain that position at X school. I sent two or three letters a day almost the entire summer and didn't know what kind of response I was going to get. And about three to four weeks after I sent my first letter, I started getting emails and phone calls from coaches all over the country. These were NAI coaches, D2 coaches, and even up to Big 12 or SEC coaches were calling me or emailing me, offering advice, offering me information on how to advance my career from where I was at. I was super surprised by how many people wanted to share their story with me and help me grow in my career. Not any, nobody offered me a job, but that really wasn't the intention. That was just to meet people and network the right way by just writing a handwritten letter. A few months went by, and I was still writing letters from time to time, and I noticed that the University of Texas at Tyler, a school that I had formerly played at, had just hired a new women's basketball head coach. So I sat down, wrote a letter to her, and told her congratulations on, on the new job. And I'm from Tyler. If you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. A couple of weeks went by. Uh, she responded with an email saying, hey, Ari, thanks you for the letter. Um, best of luck in your career. Uh, I really didn't think anything of it. I wasn't really asking of anything from her. Months went by, and, and we're at the Final Four, and, and I was introduced to her, and we had a great conversation, and she said, hey, Eric, she's like, if there's anything I need to do um, to help in your career, feel free to reach out. Very nice. I, I didn't know that I was going to need something from her, um, but I was really appreciative of it. At the time, Fresno State was in the talks of keeping me for another year after I graduated from my master's um, as a director of player development. I, I was all on board. At the time, I was dating now, um, my wife, who was also working at Fresno State in the athletic department. Um, so for me, staying in Fresno a little bit longer almost made sense. But as I was looking at jobs and wanting to further my career, I had known that there were certain schools I wanted to get to. Um, as I was talking with Coach White about staying longer, I told her that I would for sure stay unless a dream school had offered me an assistant coaching position. And she looked at me and she said, okay, like, what would a dream school look like? And to me, a dream school at the time was a school back in Texas at the Division I level that was very competitive. And for me, I wanted it to be a Christian school environment. So I responded to her and said, Abilene Christian University would be my dream school. The funny thing is, I had no really connection there. Um, I had never been to Abilene, and I had never talked to the head coach, Coach Goodenough. I had talked to coaches all over the country had never spoken to her, and had never been to ACU, but I knew that that school fit my criteria. My one connection to ACU 
was the head coach at University of Texas at Tyler, who I had reached out to and met at the Final Four, was formerly the associate head coach at ACU, and had played for Coach Goodenough um, at Hardin-Simmons back in the day. So that was kind of the end of it. Never meeting Coach Goodenough, never being to ACU, I had no thought that that was ever going to work out. I, I didn't even know there was a position available at the time. But a few weeks went by, and, and on Twitter I see that one of their assistants took a job at Northern Kentucky. I reached out to Coach Hassel in the wee hours in the morning and said, Hey, Coach, do you know if Coach Goodenough has filled this position yet at ACU? She texted back and said, No, she hasn't. Um, if you want to send her your resume, I'll, I'll let her know uh, that I know you and that you'll get a fair chance at the job. About a week went by, and I get a phone call, and, and we do a phone interview. And almost a week after that, I'm, I'm sitting in Abilene, Texas, touring ACU, and knowing that this was the place for me. Um, I was offered the job at, during the interview, and I called my wife to make sure it was okay, and I accepted. And about a few weeks later, if that, maybe a week later, I was moving to Abilene. I, I knew that ACU was the perfect fit for me and I, I was going to be in the right environment um, to succeed as a coach. But more, more than that, I, I'd set a goal um, early in my coaching career, pretty much the first year I was a GA at Fresno State, that I wanted to become a Division One assistant by the age of 24, and I had done that. I, I was three months away or four months away from being 25, but I wanted to become a Division One assistant before I was 25, um, and that was uh, giving me the opportunity to do that at the exact school that I had said about a month prior um, was my dream school. So now I've been in Abilene a little over a year now and, and love it more than I could have ever imagined. My wife, um, who I married just a, a few months ago, um, has an amazing job as a junior high teacher. And from a basketball perspective, it couldn't have gone even better. Uh, we've won 20 plus games. Um, even though we are still transitioning to Division One, we are in our probationary period. We advanced to the postseason WNIT. We beat Oklahoma State in the first round of the NIT by 10 in Stillwater before losing to SMU in the second round, but I believe it was by six, but very competitive game uh, to end our season. Um, following our season, uh, the Final Four was in Dallas right down the road from us. Um, I, I was given the opportunity to speak at the WBCA convention. Um, the title of my, my speech, or I guess my um, roundtable session, was finally an assistant, what do I do now? Uh, so I got to speak about what I learned um, transitioning from a GA to an assistant coach for the first time, and other responsibilities that I have here at ACU. This will conclude episode one of the Coaching Life podcast show. Episode two will contain information about my talk from the WBCA convention on my first year as a Division I assistant. Episodes to follow will include guests from across the college basketball coaching world, from the women's side to the men's side, from support staff all the way up to head coach. This will allow people to share their story and allow us to learn from their stories and how to grow in our own careers. I hope you enjoyed this show. Best of luck this season and have a great week.